earlier this week, I was talking with Lisa Gonzalez, our children's director, and Ben Hare, our communications specialist, who's filming right now. And we were talking about and coming to the realization that in about three weeks, our children are going to be completing the school year, the virtual um, session, and we will all need as parents to create a new schedule to keep our kids occupied, um, to keep them entertained in a very full-time level, considering that most camps, um, most sports camps, and all the things that we're used to in summer won't take place, or they're gonna be done in a home edition. So we laughed and there's a little bit of nerves with that and anticipation of difficult moments at home and we had good thoughts, bad thoughts, ugly thoughts. So I thought of parents and what we're going to be embarking this summer and we can all imagine that we will have really tough moments and we can laugh about it but they can even be considered unholy moments or at least in our heads. So I thought of this quote, uh, Saint, Saint Francis of Assisi who said, I have been all things unholy. If God can work through me, God can work through anyone. So notice how he recognizes his unholiness. As you read these words on the screen, I hope you can notice that he's implying that he sees his imperfections, he knows he has flaws and faults and failures, and the need for God to sanctify him and help him. This is a man um, that was canonized in the Catholic Church, known for the way he advocated for animals, for nature. He worked for the poor. He did incredible things for the spreading of the gospel. And what he is saying is, thanks to God's work, I am here. Not perfect, but being sanctified by God. I see a deep sense of gratitude in this quote. So today, I want to bring to your attention a particular story in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. I believe this story heightens the need for us to be grateful people. It brings to the surface the question that we are to ask ourselves, how do we respond? Well, first, how do we see gratitude and the need to be grateful and what we do with it? So let's get right to it. Let's read Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, 10 lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, there is a social distancing there. Keeping their distance, they called out saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not 10 made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? 
Then Jesus said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Back then, when a person was infected with a, a leprous kind of disease, they were expected to self-quarantine. They were labeled, they were segregated, and they were labeled as unclean. And during the time of being in quarantine, should anyone for whatever reason approach them or be near them, they had to self-identify themselves by saying loudly and publicly, unclean, unclean. If a leper were lucky enough to recover from this disease, this person had to be verified by a priest that they were okay and that then they were allowed to return to their life in community. When Jesus walked by, 10 lepers, keeping their distance, cried out. They joined forces so that their voice was loud and more courageous, hoping, putting some level of faith, hoping that Jesus would see them and would meet their need. Jesus saw the need, and Jesus met their need. But then only one came back to praise God and give Jesus the gratitude. Jesus is not demanding our praise. This is not the lesson. But there's something about experiencing how Jesus helps us to the point that the person has to come back is so compelled by the gift received of healing that he or she will make their first priority to respond in a way that brings Jesus to the priority and focus and giving Jesus the gratitude. Seeing God's mercy makes a difference in your life and it ought to compel us to respond. So the point of the story is for us to ask ourselves, what do we do when we see God's mercy at work? How do we respond to God's mercy, faithfulness, and love? I have been all things unholy. I just said that quote, yet by the grace of God, we're still standing. We're called child, uh, God's child. We can be called the people of God. We can be empowered to do and make a difference in the world. And we are to attribute all of that to God. For every success we've earned, for every victory we can celebrate, remember, we're not self-made. It did take your effort, your sweat, your energy, your diligence, yes. It did take um, the ability that we have with our hands and our feet, but the question remains and will always remain, who gave you the capability, who gave you the hands, who gave you the voice, who gives you the drive? Who grants us every day a new day to try things again? Who gives us the possibility of a future? Only one, and that is Jesus Christ. We can never repay 
God's grace, but we can and we should return to God to give him the praise and thanksgiving. So then Jesus asked, were not 10 men clean? Where are they? What does the failure to return to Jesus say of their character? Too often, once a person gets what they needed or they wanted, they forget to return to God. Or there may be a tendency to say, I'll come back to God later. The absence of gratitude reveals self-centeredness. It's an attitude that I really actually deserve more than I'm getting, or in reality, I got myself here. Gratitude, the truth is, gratitude is an expression of faith. Gratitude is a response that we are willing to offer because of what we have received, God's grace. Life is a gift, health is a gift, and living in quarantine is a valid reason to be frustrated. Many people are struggling right now and facing hardship. We all are crying to Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, heal us, clean us. So one more day that I'm not infected, one more day that you and I are healthy, we are to return passionately to God and say thank you. One more day that I realize my kids are at home every hour of the day and I get to have them at home is to be deeply grateful. My kids are driving me crazy. Yep, that may be true. It is true. But keeping in perspective what is happening to so many other families, and that is hard already to understand why not me, why them or him or her. The least we can do is return to God and give thanks. There was a time, there have been times, when many parents and families have yearned for the time to have dinner together. There's that constant battle of we don't have enough time. Well, now we have breakfast, brunch, lunch, snack, dinner, late snack, and we are having a whole lot of meals with our families. Amen. May we really give thanks to God for what we do have. When you feel at the bottom of the food chain or dead last, how do you move toward gratitude. The one who came back could have prayed privately, could have continued on his way to the priest, and maybe we could simply make the assumption that he gave thanks on his way. In other words, he could have multitasked a simple statement of gratitude. But there's something to be said of, he said, I'm gonna get back to my family who I miss, later, 
I'm gonna get to finally to the priest to be confirmed later because I must first go to Jesus and say thank you. The next and final piece important to highlight from this story has to do with the fact that the writer adds a specific description of the one who came back. And it reads, the one who came back was a Samaritan. Back then, when a person became ill with leprosy, they were labeled uncleaned for the duration of that time. People from Samaria, from a particular culture, those who were Samaritans, were considered unclean and of a lesser value because being Samaritan, meaning from the moment they were born, in the eyes of many people, Samaritans were considered unclean. In chapter 10, there's that story of the Samaritan who noticed someone hurt, left to die, and saw the need and reached out and met the need of that person. And we know that story as the Good Samaritan. In the eyes of many, the Samaritan was an unworthy person, lesser value, um, unworthy of being cleansed, of being valued and in an equal way, um, thought as un incapable of, be of doing good things, of being empowered. And that's the person that is recorded in the Bible as the one who did something really good to the point that Jesus said, your faith has made you well. If you believe as I believe that the word of God brings the truth and reveals God's nature, this is very telling of how God values and loves everyone and humanity. There is no such thing as a group or person's of lesser value. There is no such Christian thing for us to determine the value on someone else. We are to see the possibility of mercy for all. Have you noticed how normal it seems in our society to discredit someone, to rationalize their hardship as a well-deserved outcome? Doesn't it feel like it's easy to criticize and analyze first in order to refrain from responding with compassion? What if we flip that around? What would it look like for us to respond first with compassion and analyze later? This story is telling us, put your heart in the right place. How might thankfulness be an antidote to a critical spirit? We may pass by persons who live day-to-day -day struggles, particularly spiritual struggles. Do we really think that people who stop and help do so because they have nothing better to do? They're sacrificing. They feel compelled to respond. 
Is it possible that sometimes we lack the infusion of loving God and loving our neighbor because we are not compelled? We're not in the right place in our hearts. But this story reminds us as the entire biblical narrative, we are called, we are created, we are called, and we're commissioned to be Christ-like and to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. So we must teach our children to be grateful to go the extra mile. We, we ought to encourage our significant others. We are to exemplify as Christ followers what it's like to be truly grateful people. Remember in the end, Jesus said, your faith has made you well. So may you ask yourself this morning, is your sense of gratitude an expression of your faith? And if so, how are you responding with that gratitude to God? God bless you.